The following program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Oh yeah, it's another Sunday night in Toronto, and tonight we're going behind the scenes and we're talking to some of the comedy gurus who are molding the minds of the next generation of comics and here in Canada. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Jokes, baby! Right here on the Global News Radio Network and, of course, coast-to-coast, Canada-wide on Global News Online. Tonight, we're hot for teacher, aren't we, Vince? Uh, extremely. Extremely hot for like teacher. It's, it's sweating in here. We're doing a little bit uh, something different this Super Bowl Sunday night here on Inside Jokes. It's Comedy 101. So tonight's panel joining us is all people who are teaching different disciplines in the art of comedy, the industry of comedy, the business behind comedy. We have friend of the show, Crystal Ferrier, in studio with us. What's up? Welcome, welcome. You've done our live shows before, but you never joined us uh, here in studio. That's right. It's not. It's a lot less pressure. Yeah, but both fun. Both fun. Yeah. There's no studio audience in here. And also it is Super Bowl Sunday. So hello to the six or seven people who are tuning yeah. in this week. Uh, that's fine. We also have Nigel Downer in studio with us. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> too much? Too, too much? No, that's just the kind of energy we need on a laid back Sunday yeah. night. Uh, Nigel, of course, a Second City Toronto alumni. Mm-hmm. Alumna? Truth. Alumnus. Alum, alumni? Alumni? Alumnus. Yeah, you know what? There's so many. There's Performer. so many. Latins and Greeks are so many. There's that, yeah. We'll just say all of the above. Yeah. Uh, of course, right now featured in the series mm-hmm. Bit Players. And of it's course, true. you yourself are a director at Second City. It's it's true. Yeah, so 100%. You, you play a role in molding the 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 young new generation of improv and sketch comedians Ooh, yeah, coming up in that fine institution. Yeah, man, they give me that power. Right? They give you that power. And of course, we have returning friend of the show, Giuseppe the MC. Do I get to brap brap as well? You can you everybody can you get as many braps right? as you want. How do you follow that? <laughs> I don't even and the way, so you, I mean, you've joined us on this show before and you're always talking about how sort of, well, brand building in a way. I mean, you sort yeah. of, you know, you're known. You're a live performer. You host a lot of events. You are Giuseppe the MC. But of course, you managed to build your own mass online following, which I think is a lot of is something that a lot of comics haven't quite figured out yet. And it's something that not a lot of people are teaching. Just sort of how to be your own sort of one person PR machine. And, and get it's your too own bad because it's. I think it's essential. And I, uh, it, it's it's just not understandable at this day and age that people are not using it properly. It is weird because it's. You know, the comedy world is changing from that a lot. I mean, people at first sort of, especially I I find that it's people in stand-up that are especially sort of the purists, like everything that's not stand-up is not the same. And a lot of people sort of thumb their nose at quote-unquote online comedians and using social media. 
but it's just another tool in the arsenal and also that's the new platform i mean that's right you know i want to get into this on on tonight's panel but it's sort of shrunk everything into a sort of global audience i mean before it would be well i have to hit the clubs and i have to hit the road and meet people face to face you still do that as a working touring comic but i think now everything is about building that online presence and sort of reaching out to as wide of an audience as possible and doing it from wherever you're based doesn't so much matter anymore doesn't where you, where you it doesn't. It's just like you said earlier. It's it's a tool. That's all it is. It's a tool that everybody should be using, and everybody should uh, learn to use properly. Yeah, just sort of being your own hype machine. <laughs> I think is That's important because the difference. I mean, Crystal, you know, you're teaching stand up, and I think there's yeah. still that sort of lone wolf thing in stand up where it's like, okay, I have to go it alone. I have to find my own voice and do my own thing. Whereas in Nigel's case, for for improv and sketch. We talked about this a couple weeks ago with some of the folks from Second City. It's really all about that collaborative thing. Mm-hmm. You're, you, it's sort of like you're only as strong as the other people on stage with you and the other people in the writer's room. Yeah, it's very much ensemble-based, very much. Yeah. And just um, you're trying to make the other person look good, you know? I mean, it's just, and that's kind of, uh, that's the move, especially when you have multiple people on stage that you're playing with. It's not about you, you know? Yeah. It's about them, and they will, by proxy, make you look good, and you'll walk away feeling a lot more, you know, you know, energetic and a lot more like you had a great time and fulfilled, you know, from what you just, from what you just did. Yeah. It's a double-edged sword. Like yeah. you're of course feeding off the energy and the response of the audience, but you're feeding off of each other. You're totally. sort of, you're leaning on your scene partners and it's okay. They're going to give me back as much as I give them. And you can sort of lean into that a bit and fall on that. Mm-hmm. It's not a crutch. It's a strength. It is. And it's just fun. It's, it's just fun. fun. You know, just to, just to bat some ideas around with somebody else. And, and especially if you haven't played with them before or if you uh, haven't had a lot of experience with them. It's yeah. just so much fun to see what they're going to come up with. You know what I mean? I don't know yeah. what Chris will come up with. I don't know what Giuseppe will come up with. So just having that kind of energy is like, oh, okay. Didn't see that coming. Uh, let's see. How can we turn this into, into magic? You know, how can we yeah. turn this into gold? Comedy should be fun. What a novel idea, right? <laughs> oh my goodness, right? <laughs> it doesn't have to be a TED Talk all the time. We're going to come back and find out, pick our panel's brains and find out what they're teaching the young comics of today and what hopefully some of you out there that want to get into this crazy industry and just even take a stab at it, what, what are some of the things you can learn. We'll be back with our panel with more Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is Molly Earl, and uh, you're listening to Inside Jokes. So I guess that's about your liver. My liver and my, uh, God, still got my teeth, and uh, my own teeth. And we're on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Oh, yeah. Welcome back, Canada. You are tuned in to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Even if you're sitting in the back row, it's probably fine. Everything's going to be fine. Hakeem Optical. That's our new cell line for season four for 2020. We're talking about teaching comedy, which is something we've never covered. Comedy 101. We've never talked about that on this show before. Our panel tonight that's with us teaches every discipline across the board of comedy. We have Crystal Farrier. Hey. Teaching stand-up. Yes. What made you, by the way, like, I mean, you yourself, you're a working touring comic. What made you want to sort of flip that around and go, okay, well, I'm going to share what I've learned and what I've done with 
Um, you know what? I used to get a lot of comics picking my brain after. Like, yeah. You know, the comics are like, oh, how did you get this? Or how did you do that? And like, oh, uh, you know, how can I make this better, this joke better kind yeah. of thing? And uh, and I am the type of person, if I hear someone set and I hear, you know, like, hey, I think I have a tag for you. Yeah, yeah. I'll come and talk to you and be like, hey, like, what do you think about this? Or, you know, whatever. But um. I just realized I, I need to hustle differently, mainly uh, uh, having two kids and being a mom, that kind of thing. And I was like, you know what? People pick my brain for advice. So why don't I see if this is actually, you know, monetizable, yeah. first of all, and, and see if I can actually help people. And then I started doing consulting. So I would work one to one with somebody, uh, a comic that wanted to punch up their set or get ready for a festival, that kind yeah. of thing. And then I was like, you know what? Like, let me think a little bit bigger and reach a bigger group. So I thought, hey, why not open up a little school and, and teach a, a group of people? So, Which is so nice to hear because you don't hear people in stand-up, you know, talking about that and, and sharing tags with people and going, hey, I think you should try this next time. Yeah. You know, especially in a city like Toronto, we are sort of inundated with, you know, new comics coming up and open mics and all that stuff. So usually all you hear after a show is, who books that? <laughs> you yeah, <know>? exactly. <laughs> Everybody just wants the next gig. But it is cool to see comics sort of workshopping stuff together after a show and actually just getting into the writing side of things and helping each other out. Yes. And when I first started, we used to do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, like new comics get together, write and shoot ideas off each other. And then, I mean, I don't know how long it's been, like 10, 11 years now. It's That's unheard of. Cause it's totally unheard don't, of. Comedians are very paranoid, I find. Like, they're like, oh, I don't want to say this idea. And then that person's going to take it. And this, you know, so it's kind of, it's not as, as uh I don't know. It's not as it's not the same. I find, and I think even sort of, and I mean, Nigel and Giuseppe know too, coming from their backgrounds. But I think even that sort of that that process of okay, well, I'm new at stand up. I'm getting into this. I'm sort of dipping my toes in and testing the waters. You would go to shows that are sort of established, well known shows, and just watch. Yes, and go talk to the booker and talk to the producer instead of just okay. I'm on my third set. I'm a professional That's comedian. It. <laughs> how, how do I've I get on it. this show? I've made it. <laughs> And just going and watching stuff, I think you're, you know, it's so important as busy as you get in comedy to still take things in and watch what yes. other people are doing and sort of, you know, absorb what your what your peers are up to. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nigel, of course, that's a huge part of what you guys do at Second City. Yeah, I mean, but little known fact, unless you've heard me on uh, some podcasts that I've done, uh, I started in stand-up. Yeah, yeah. So I actually did like a month of stand-up. And uh, so it's it's very refreshing to hear, one, Crystal, that you're doing this thing for groups and stuff, and, and also that you're like Consulting and and also helping people punch stuff up without any like uh without any negativity or without any with that what you just said in terms of you know people being paranoid of stealing other people's jokes because that's that's what I know of stand up and so for you to say that I literally was just staring right into your yeah. brain and yeah. your soul because I was just like oh my gosh that's that's amazing that uh, you're helping people out and people are being so nice about it like yeah man like let's help each other out like we all have different material you know and that's the thing with improv we all have different we're going to come at one idea differently and it's going to be different every time i mean so it's don't worry about it you know it's good community we have but uh let's just raise each other up man and i think i think part of that is i mean you watch comics in cities like new york and chicago and la i think there's a lot more of an element of people will go out to the clubs and watch shows and watch you know bigger well-known acts to learn what they can from them i think here in canada part of it is we have so many comics coming up in a city like toronto and in other hubs in canada and i think people are so aware of the fact that there is such a small pool of 
of things that everybody's going after every year. I mean, yeah. there's X number of festivals, X number of clubs, X number of paid gigs. So everybody's just sort of, it's a rat race where everybody's like competing over these same sort of t- table scraps in a way. Yeah. So we don't sort of take a pause sometimes to watch what each other's doing and just sort of bettering ourselves as comedians. It's just competing for that little bit of stuff. But I mean, for you, Giuseppe, it's a bit of a, you're not going it alone, but I mean, your your angle of what you're teaching people is sort of, here's how I built my own audience and built my own name. You kind of came into this completely by yourself. Well, yeah. Um, yes. Uh, you know, and at the same time, though, when I see, just like, you know, everybody else here on the panel, when you are when you see somebody that's got that potential, why not help them grow? I, yeah. yeah. I've learned from other comics, the ones that I, I truly respect, saying if we all do not grow together, then the, it's just going to become stale. And yeah. you want people to get better because when you're on a show with somebody if you're on a show and you're the only talented person on the show, yeah, the show was great. That person was great, but the rest of the show was shit, excuse my language. Yeah. But uh, you know, if everybody's fantastic and it's only comes from that educational part, yes. like, you know, we're yeah. all chipping in and say, Hey, say this one better or change this line up a little bit. You're putting on a show where people say, you know what? I want to go watch more comedy because we had a Absolutely. great time the entire show. The entire show. That's right. key. The entire show. Yeah. That's Absolutely. such a great point. We'll, we'll go to break on that. But I mean, how many times have we all been to a show where, People go, well, I went to, I stumbled into an open mic once and that was my experience. And that's their perception of what live comedy is forever after that, you know? So I think if we can sort of build that community and build that culture of like, let's help each other get as good as possible and just bring more awareness to what actually is out there, what's happening in Canada, there's our audience. I mean, it's just building it together, right? That's right. What a positive episode tonight. This is a nice change of pace from what's going on in the world. We'll be back with more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Rodrigo Fernandez Stoll, star of the North by Northeast Music Festival, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Don't leave them kids alone. Teach them more comedy. That's what I say. I'm the king of the segways tonight. <laughs> Inside jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We are talking comedy 101. Teaching comedy, teaching stand-up, sketch, improv, brand building, being your own PR machine, building your own audience. And I think it's a lot of stuff that, especially newer comics coming into this world, could take a step back and learn. We were talking a bit before the break about how important it is to sort of you know, be open to ideas and people tagging your jokes and just collaborating and writing. And I think also the, a big part of, I think especially in the stand-up side of things, is putting your own ego aside. You know, I think a lot of people come into stand-up with that sort of swagger and that ego going, I'm going to say stuff nobody's ever said before, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to, no filters on me. 
I am uncensored and I'm going to be the the best thing that's ever hit this city. Yeah. You know, and I think, but how important do you guys think? I mean, you're all teaching different disciplines of comedy. You all are out there working. You all have your own careers that span sort of the gambit of, you know, every walk of life in comedy. How important do you guys think it is to have a little bit of that swagger in being a performer? I'll be honest with you. With stand-up, I don't think swagger is that important because you can have quirky things about you or you can yeah. be, you know, whatever, quote-unquote strange or whatever you want to call yeah. it, different, unique, and, and that could be your spiel. Like, that could be your thing. Yeah. Um, delivery now has to have some sort of swagger when it has to do with timing and things like yeah. that, knowing when to pull back, knowing when to go hard, you know, that kind of thing. So, I mean... Swagger to me is having that like stage presence and and comedy right now. You don't need stage presence per se. You just need to be yourself. Totally. Maybe, you know, that would develop into your your own character. So, yeah, I think, I mean, people learn as they go. But the most important thing is finding your own voice. Yeah. Because that confidence and that sort of putting that out into the audience, just being so self-aware of what your specific voice is, that comes with time. And an audience feels that. They can feed into that. Because everybody, when they first start comedy, of course, has whatever comic that they idolize. And at first, they just try to sort of mimic that, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it just sort of naturally happens. I mean, everybody goes to open mics going, "This, I'm the next Bill Burr. Right. (laughs) You know? Nope. But after a while, you sort of figure out what your writing is and what your voice is and what your own viewpoint is and what you actually bring to the stage that nobody else is doing. Okay, but that swagger that we were talking about earlier is more... Maybe the term wasn't used properly. It's more of your confidence of of going on. Totally. It's like, are you confident enough to perform and not be afraid to say a few things that might push the edge or or might not work and, and... you know, test your stuff out, you know? And I think that that leads right into the improv world, both of those things, is that swagger, yes, confidence, yes, because uh, in improv, so uh, as opposed to, you know, uh, stand-up, you kids are going out there with your prep stuff. Sure, you do have some improv skills in there just in case things go off the rails or whatever, so you you do have that skill. Yeah. But when it comes to improvisers, we're literally coming up with everything off the top of our head. So when we make a bold choice in whichever world that we've just built on stage that took us literally seconds to build, you need to have that confidence and that swagger that you're going to make this choice, your partner's going to yes and that choice, and the audience is going to believe you Mm -hmm. because once you crack, once you say that big thing, make that big bold statement and the audience isn't on board it is a wrap it is so yeah. hard to come back from that so the scene will get swiped i'm using some some technical terms here for improv but the scene will get swiped and you'll be standing on the back line and you'll just look you'll look at the floor and be like oh man, man. i gotta i gotta figure something out yeah. because you need to have that confidence when you're performing improv man right yeah you, you have to well and that's the beautiful thing about live comedy is that you know Yes, you can have material that you've been doing forever and you get tired of it and stuff like that. But it just, even if it's stuff that's sort of evergreen for you as a performer and it works, but live comedy is always organic. Like a joke is never truly finished. You know, you can, you can record an album and go out on tour and afterwards still go, ah, crap. Why didn't I think of that tag before? And now Mm -hmm. it's like a permanent thing, which I think is something that's, that you can only get from live performance. I mean, Giuseppe, you're an interesting example because a lot of people who did build their following doing online digital content and doing social media didn't quite figure out how to make that move from that online presence to being live on stage. Most haven't. Most I mean, haven't. At the end of the day, they, they're like, they've done a few funny videos, Yeah, but they forgot that they shot the video 15 times and had it edited at the right yes. angles and everything. That's right. And so when they 
try to hit the stage without any practice, without any, without, it's just different. It's completely different. Yeah. Um, they, they got something handed to them really quick. And every <laughs> single show can be completely different from the last. I mean, even if you're, let's say you're doing a run of clubs or something where you're working on a specific 20 minutes or a specific hour, that's part of a thing. Still, every single night, it becomes its own thing because it's live. It's in the moment. The audience might give you something that you feed off of and create something entirely different just based on that. That's right. You know, which you don't get when you're at home and it's you're not in front of people and it's here's a polished, finished thing and that's it. It's mm-hmm. done. I floated out there. All right. We're going to come back with more wisdom, more comedy wisdom from this panel of gurus right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi, my name's Aaron Berg, and you're so lucky to be listening to me on Inside Jokes on 640. No, it's not Canada. School's in for winter. Wow, these I'm coming back hot Chilling. from every commercial break tonight. <laughs> Just on fire, baby. Tarzan Dan of Canada. Yeah, that's yeah. A, yeah. Amazing reference. Amazing. I'm the Tarzan Dan of Canadian Comedy Radio, but like wherever Tarzan Dan is now. Not, not 90s Tarzan Dan. He might be in the same building for all we know. True. I have no He's idea. He's under the table. Yeah. Tonight we are molding the minds of the, of the next generation of comics. We're talking teaching stand-up, teaching sketch, improv, online content, building your own name, building your own audience. And Giuseppe, before the break, we were getting into that a bit with you, which, you know, it's it's really a pretty recent advent in comedy. It's really just the last few years where people have been using online platforms and building their audience from there. But as we mentioned before the break, you are one of the few so far who has actually figured out, okay, I've built this audience here at home. I'm filming these segments. I'm doing this digital content. But then you can go and perform at a theater and that audience follows you there. A lot of people haven't been able to figure out that transition, really. Well, I basically uh, I figured out the form- a formula. It's really a formula of creating videos, uh, hopefully on a weekly basis. And there's some guys that do on a daily basis. Uh, I wish I did. But uh, on a weekly basis where I'm gaining new followers from these videos and, and just keeping... M- my name uh, like relevant, uh, relevant <laughs> yeah. right? Oh, that guy's funny. That guy's funny. That guy's funny. That's so it's give, 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 give. Hey, I got a show. We got to go see him. So yeah, and and they've never. And most of these people have never seen me perform comedy, and so I've been able to say say okay, I have a show coming up. Let me make sure I pump out a lot of videos. So then people, you know, it's not always. If I I, I try for one period of my life when I I had done a bunch of videos and then I just stopped making videos, but I was still promoting shows. People didn't care. Yeah. You know, because like, ah, eh, okay, whatever. Who's this guy? Doesn't matter. But because I was pumped, when I started creating videos again more often, I yeah. realized I was getting more response. And people were like, yeah, when, when's your next show? When are you coming to this city? When are you coming to this? I'm always saying yes to every city that everybody's ever told me. <laughs> yes, to, and. Just to keep yeah. that loop going. Yeah, I'm coming. Yeah. Of course, I'm coming to your town that I've never heard of before. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and hopefully what that does is. Uh, gather more people to say, hey, we got to get this guy to our town. Yeah. Right? But it's because of the content that I create that I can ask people to come to my shows. Which I think is there's a, there's a certain genius to that because, I mean, how many times have really all of us on this panel produced your own show and there's that hour before the show where you're just like waiting for those seats to fill up and it is the worst feeling ever. 
Yeah. Like, this is the most anxiety-inducing ever. <laughs> I know our producer Vince is pointing to himself because he decided to do a comedy festival the night of the Raptors finals. <laughs> and guess who performed? <laughs> so, that I mean, was great. <laughs> being able to, to sort of build that following yourself and build your own audience and, and take that to a live stage, I mean, that's something that a lot of comics listening in on this could stand to figure out, you know? I think the biggest challenge there, sorry if we're still talking about yeah, content yeah. here, is that a lot of comics don't want to give up their content online. Still, this mentality, like, no, you're, it's like basically you're burning your content if you put it online. Yeah. Well, if you don't burn some of your content, no one's going to know who you are. You know, you, can't, right, yeah. you can't expect everybody to, you're only, if you're a comic that just does comedy clubs, yeah. then you're only relevant to the people that live in that area. Where I pump out videos where I, in one year I toured the entire world. I did yeah. Australia. In one year of doing comedy, I did Australia, I did England, I did the US, I did Canada because I made a few comedy videos. So, yes, I'm going to burn material because it got me to where I wanted to be so quickly. Yeah. And I think one of the things that's happening now and in, in a city like Toronto where you have so many comedy venues and you have so many open mics is a lot of people will get into stand-up especially and you'll have just that one room where you run your show and you go there every night or every week and that's it and, that's it. and you go well this is my audience this is my little sort of micro universe that I've created and that's it but I mean you have to get outside of that comfort zone if you want to really pursue this it's about going to all the places and 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 attracting a new audience and talking to people that you have to make relate to your experience. That's right. right. Do you, you want know? to be known as just the local comic? Yeah. Like every time I, I do a show in another city and you need an opener and you're not going to bring another headliner with you, not because they shouldn't, just because of the expanse and everything. You want to get a local guy and it's like, yeah. oh, there's a local comic. I don't want to be known as the local comic. Yeah. I want to be right. known as the guy that's like people are going to watch. Yeah. And so, you know, don't limit yourself to being a local comic. Yes, stick with your your like your territory. Yeah, but expand. And the only way you're gonna expand is if you market. And social media is free. Like it's free. Right. And it's yeah. so accessible. Right. It's so accessible. I mean, the sketch uh, the sketch groups or the that w- they start out as improv, but uh, any of the kids that I've taught, I say kids, but they're grown ass adults. But my students, like they've uh, quite a few of them when they were in conservatory program, so the the highest level that we teach at Sing City, after they've graduated and they've left, they've stuck together and created a sketch troupe. Oh, wow. yeah. So from Amazing. there, yeah, so I, I am super privileged that quite a few of my kids have done that. So from there, just to your point, Giuseppe's like, sometimes they'll start to make videos or sometimes they'll apply to sketch festivals around mm-hmm. the world or at least in North America because that is the way that you're going to gain followers and gain interest and keep your shit fresh. Yeah. Excuse me, keep your stuff fresh yeah. and keep all that stuff uh, relevant, right? So people know their faces. So when you do go back to Seattle or you do go back to, you know, Kitchener, whatever, people know and they're like, oh, we want to see this troop. We want to see this troop because and, we saw them. And if they're smart they get other people within the industry to share. So I totally. make a video. Yeah. I'm strong in the Italian community, let's say. Yeah. So I no, post a video. you are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> me too. They love, yeah. they love me. Right. So yeah. I, 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 create, I create an Italian, uh, like a video. The first thing I do after I post it, I send it to all my Italian comedy friends. Right. And they already know what to do because it's a cycle. And yeah. they share it. But then when they make a video, they just tag me and I know what to do. Amazing. So it's different wow. audiences share. We're helping each other grow. Yeah. And you don't, I don't worry about, oh, man, that guy made a funny video. I should have made that video. I should have made that video. But I didn't. So you know what? <laughs> yeah. Someone else is going to enjoy it uh, because it deserves to be shared. Amazing. And yeah. my following has only grown because 
of the sharing that we all do. And if yes. other comics share and help each other out, like you're just going to, you're going to explode. Yeah. That, yeah. That's naturally what's going to happen. All right. I want to find out who some of the influences were for our panel when they were starting out. We're going to be back with more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, I'm Adam Grow, the Cash Cab Guy, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on 640. Oh yeah, welcome back Canada. You are listening to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto and coast to coast on the Global News Radio Network. We're talking Comedy 101. Teaching the art, the business, the swagger, the self-promotion, everything. Teaching new comics what you need to do to get out there and just and try that. And we were talking before the break about sort of getting outside of your comfort zone of just, you know, yes, you're trying to build your own audience, but not just doing those little incubator rooms where you're just doing the same thing to the same people every week, like getting out there. And uh, that'd be like if I was like, I'm only performing for other gay Finlanders. Like that'd be, you know, <laughs> like two people in Toronto, maybe <laughs> if I'm lucky. How important do you guys think it is? Because we're sort of representing stand-up, sketch, improv, online content, social media. You guys are all great examples of, of sort of crossing formats and, and crossing disciplines. How important do you guys think it is for new comics to do that, to get outside of that, that comfort zone of just, I'm just doing stand-up or I'm just doing improv and try a little bit of everything. Sorry, it's no. so super important. Like if if these three things bleed into each other, it's like you said, Giuseppe, like we can explode. We yeah. really and I get a lot of students that come from improv and and and, and are YouTube stars and then they you know, they want to try stand up. Yeah. And it's like you kind of hit every aspect of yourself creatively and and, and that's just that's what you have to do for your art. That's how you level up, I feel. Yeah. And I think especially like well, Nigel, I mean, teaching improv, we talk a lot on this show about how improv is such an important skill, not just for comedians, but it, people who do public speaking, people in the corporate world, like just in general, it just because it, it sort of opens up your inhibitions and enables you to sort of let loose and let out this sort of inner confidence. Yeah, it gives you a lot of gives you a lot of value in terms of what you can bring to the table uh, and confidence to you know whoever's booking you that you yeah. are gonna you're gonna produce you're gonna bring something without necessarily having all the holes filled you know what i mean yeah. so so uh a lot of gigs that i've done where i've um you know if i've emceed an event or a conference or whatever the thing is there's a lot of moving parts there's so yeah. many and so many things get missed and i'll pick up on that and if i pick up on that it could be literally seconds or minutes just before i go on to say a thing and so that's where i have to be professional improv around it get the points out that the that the client needs and still have fun and make sure that everything keeps keeps moving yeah. you know so having having that improv uh, uh that weapon in my arsenal yeah. being uh, an improviser is is essential and i think it's it's great just in general man i mean believe it or not kids we improvise every day yeah. like every yeah, day yeah. we are we are improvising you know so 
it's good to it's good to have that skill and just to stay relevant and also to the point of you know traveling and staying relevant man you got to become worldly you got to read you got to yeah. like even if it's if it's just the web fine do whatever you have to do you have to know what comics are doing out there too you know for references sake for that's great jokes to have if you know other things you know so it's pretty that's a pretty general answer but you kind of get what i'm saying it's true it's not it's it's being comfortable with sort of letting go of those own barriers that you put on yourself in that structure mm-hmm. Like when I go grocery shopping, man, I don't have a list. When I'm in Loblaws, I'm playing jazz, baby. Like, I, yeah, you know. But even for you, Giuseppe, I mean, you were talking earlier about going from yes, building your online audience, and then being able to fill up shows with that. But another side of that too is emceeing. I mean, that's a whole other skill set yeah, that a lot of comics uh, don't quite understand. That's, uh, I mean, I've I've been doing that for 20 years, yeah, and I'm still learning it today. Like, it's it's wow. so to be able to handle uh, an event like talk about improv like mm-hmm. things happen on the fly yeah. at an event yeah. and you're like you're you're holding the mic <laughs> and you're like okay you know someone who's uh, got proper mic skills not just being funny on a mic mm. I think there's a difference between that absolutely um you you'll be able to handle situations you know it and is it's it's your job to sort of police that energy in the room and keep that building and going that's right you that's know? right and 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 believe me it takes a lot of practice a lot yeah. of comics don't understand that what the, the the practice that's needed i just started to take a comedy course like literally a comedy 101 course and i've been doing yeah. comedy for five years yeah. and i'm like sitting in the class like a student with a book and i'm and i'm like yeah and i and some of the stuff i know like you know like uh, let's you know call a spade a spade here but i'm like still in awe like oh man i didn't know that i didn't mm. know that and and I, I put my um, my pride aside and say, you know what? I need to learn something else from somebody else. If not, I'm always going to be doing the same thing mm-hmm. yeah. over and over, yeah. over and over. And to improve is to the only way you can improve is in, educate yourself. Yeah. The only. Yeah. Way. And I decided, you also taught a course too. Though, right? I did. Yeah. I did. I taught a course about the stage presence. Like nice. I, I, I'm very. Um, I wouldn't say. Uh, flamboyant when I hit on the stage but my hair, my, I'm a showman I got my yeah. hair up yes. in the sky I'm covered in sparkles and a suit and, but not I don't expect anybody to do that but there's that that piece alone of just how do you got, come up on stage how, you know do yeah. you have an entrance music like I practice more how to walk on like a wrestler with music <laughs> yeah. wow that, you know that's my thing that's yeah. my thing though yeah. Some people but that's like, what builds your confidence to deliver your, your, that's right. your material and gets the audience primed and ready man because yes. I'm, I'm the same way when I'm hosting the improv shows or yeah. whatever the thing is like I've got music and I come out and I interact real quick with the audience yeah. so I'm yeah, just like listen this Hit is what's hard. happening so get on board because we are doing this right. you are you're, I come out like a big, a big explosion and then yeah. they kick the piss out of me immediately like, <laughs> yeah like, like look at how silly I look. Yeah, and I'm just like ah, okay, and we're, yeah, exactly. And it's so yeah. important. You're setting the tone for that whole night because if you're doing, yes. if you're going out to do a set, all you're really worried about is I might show up five minutes before my set. Don't do that, new comics. But oh, people do that, no, you know. Right. And all you're worried about is like I have this 15 minutes chiseled in the back of my mind. I don't care what else is going on. I'm gonna go no, out there. I'm gonna man. kill, and then I'm gonna I'm leave. Setting that room head totally, to sure and you're invested in the whole entire thing. All right, we're gonna come back with more of our comedy 101 panel right here on Inside Jokes. Hey, this is Alan Park, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on 640. Now, back to Inside Jokes on Global uh. News Radio 640 Toronto. Uh.
Mr. West, Mr. West, Mr. Fresh, Mr. By himself, he's so impressed. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to Inside Jokes Canada. We're talking comedy 101. What to do, what to avoid, how to just how to just jump in to the comedy world. And I think the interesting thing about this panel is we're covering stand-up, sketch, improv, online content, social media, and getting a little piece of advice from every world. And I think everybody, I think everybody here on the panel, we all sort of had those those comics who, when we were first getting into this, sort of guided us a bit and influenced us. I mean, myself, I give a shout out to Christina Walkinshaw. I remember when I first mm. came to Toronto, she would like bring me around to different shows, introduce me to the bookers. And again, like I mentioned earlier, just watch these shows, watch comics of, you know, her caliber that have been doing this for a while and just watch them on stage, see what they're doing, see who they know, see who you can meet and just sort of get into the community that way. So for you guys, we'll go around the panel. Crystal, I mean, if you could give outside of your class, a piece of wisdom to somebody getting into stand-up? I think the big thing is self-awareness. Yeah. And comedy doesn't just start and finish on the stage. So I always say you got to be accountable for what you're saying. You know, uh, I find so many comics, they're like, oh, I killed it, I killed it. And it's like, okay, did you record your set? Yeah. No. Okay, well, mm-hmm. you think you killed it, but I have no idea <laughs> if you actually killed it. You know you killed it if you record your set first of all go back home and study study your set like listen to how many laughs per how many seconds are going by of quietness like compare that see like it to me it's like uh it is it is a bit of swagger in that sense because you it's like cadence i listen to laughs i don't just listen to my jokes i'm like is there silence how many beats of silence before i get a big pop you know that kind of thing so go home study and pump up your stuff and then do that same exact set again record it again and see if what you changed up made a difference totally because i think especially when you are early on there's so much anxiety to it and adrenaline so it's like you're really just you killed it because maybe a few people laughed but it's more about okay i got through this thing and it's done now and now i can go brag on it a bit and and relax but you aren't really paying attention to the details what about nigel i mean when you have new people starting out an improv and sketch what's the number one thing for them be prepared to fail. Yeah. yeah. You are going to fail. It's inevitable. I, to this day, uh, and Giuseppe, like you, I've been, I've, I mean, fairly new. I mean, 10 years maybe, 10 years-ish, but now I've been doing this professionally for a while. I still fail. I still fail. But the thing is, the difference between me and a new student is that they might hang their head down and then not try that thing ever again. Yeah. So that's kind of, Crystal, what you're right. saying is like, so I will definitely fail. And I will learn from that. Hey, man, let me try that again. But if if it comes up, because, again, it's improv, so it's all you never know if it can come up. I won't pigeonhole an idea. But just know that when you fail, that's you growing. That's you learning. That's you trying to figure things out. So then the next time you hit the stage, you can try something new and be confident in it, right? So just be prepared Absolutely. to fail. It's going to happen. And Giuseppe, for you, I mean, when you're talking about your own experience, how you've built this brand yourself and built your audience, what's the number one thing you could give to people? You know what? Uh, let people know who you are all the time. I, I uh, Now that we have stories, like Instagram stories, well, they've been around a bit of time now, I use them daily. I use them to the buildup of a show and on my trip on Cuba and the things I'm dealing with my kids and start people start to I build a relationship with people people care yeah. about my my life my wife's life and my children's lives and uh and for for anybody that's out there thinking okay what do I do for my next video one major thing it's very important if I can just give a little bit of uh, insight is when you create a video it's make sure it's clean 
recorded like don't do it where you're 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 filming uh up and down vertical and yeah. then you're posting on a, on a on a platform that's uh, uh, horizontal so you have the two black bars on the side like take care of what you're filming and very important keep this in mind that 80% of all videos watched on social media are in silence so make sure that you spend the extra time and and get um, the 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 captions written out wow and make sure it's going to grab people, right? I mean, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. So if you if you're going to post a video, spend the extra day and get it with the words written out in the bottom. Even if you're speaking in English, my videos are in Italian, so I have to do translations. But if you're speaking in English, write it out in English because again, people are watching them at work, mm. and yeah. and so they can't watch it, but they can read it. Like, oh, I got to save that for later. But if they're just seeing movement, they're not going to watch it later. So yeah, just and, a little and tidbit of inf information. And, and you want people to, to grab this out of this flood that's constantly on their that's feed right. of all this content, right? To just grab into that. Thank you again to our panel. Some good insights. Hopefully there's some new comics listening to the show again this week who who are thinking about jumping into this world and hopefully you've learned a thing or two. The number one thing is just get out there and do it and also just go watch live comedy. If you're tuning in here in Toronto, you live in one of the best cities in North America for live comedy. Uh, and it's Canada. We create some of the best. Comedy is like our number one export other than syrup, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> That's our show. Thank you to our panel. Uh, don't forget, you can tune in to us every Sunday night right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto and on Global News Online. You can find all our episodes from season four back to the beginning of time. That's our show. We'll be back next week. Nice. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week featuring Crystal Ferrier. My kids are at that age where they throw tantrums, try to embarrass out of me. We were in the mall, we were about to leave, and both of them, no, mommy, no! They drop to the floor and start rolling around, <laughs> screaming their heads off. Listen, my kids are half Jamaican. They don't even look like me. So I just walked the away. stood beside the nice white lady watching us and shook my head. Kids these days, huh? Where are the parents? Can't get me, little The preceding program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.